action of a story begins when we discover what someone really wants, like really wants. This is a Soul Fire production. This is episode 172 of Yes And with me, Judy Holler. This episode is brought to you by our studio sponsor, Advocare. Yo, this is a company on a mission to help you look better, feel better, and do better with their athlete-endorsed line of epic supplements. Y'all, they're so good. And you got to check them out. But when you do, don't pay full price. Use my code FEELBETTER15. That's FEELBETTER15 to get discounts and support this podcast when you do. All right, everybody. Yo, yo, how we doing? It's so good to be back with you. And listen, before we pop off into today's episode, I just heard the dopest piece of advice and I've got to share it with you. It is so good. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a smartless addict. Okay. Fanatic. I don't think I've missed an episode since this podcast launched during the pandemic. If you don't know, go Google up SmartList, put it on your playlist. It's so good. Anyway, um, it was a quote initially shared by Matt Damon on the podcast, and it was reiterated just the other day when they had on Ben Affleck. And as you know, Ben and Matt are like besties from the Boston days. Anyway, um, they were talking about how Matt Damon gives this piece of advice and it's so good. And all of them use it all the time. The hosts, Sean Hayes, Will Arnett, and Jason Bateman. And so they shared it because they're like, yo, you guys need to steal this. Cause they were talking a lot about, you know, all the things that come in, you know, to your life and into your business and into your personal and professional orbit, right? You're going to get a lot of requests. So this is what I learned. Whenever someone comes to you with a request or something they want you to do in the future, like personal or business, Like, hey, I want you to speak at this event or, hey, can you volunteer your time or, hey, let's go on this vacation or insert a million other things, right? You ask yourself this question. Would I say yes to this request if it was going to happen tomorrow? Like if this was on my calendar tomorrow, would I want to do it? Or would I want to cancel the appointment or like ghost it? You know what I'm saying? Would I be dreading this if it was on my calendar tomorrow or would I would I feel hype about it, right? I love that so much. And ever since I listened to the episode, I mean, like you, I mean, I get a lot of requests every day of my time, of my energy personally and professionally. And in the last 48 hours, I've been asking myself, okay, like, would I say yes to this if it was going to be on my calendar tomorrow? Then it's probably a yes. But if it's not a yes today, it's probably not going to be a yes two weeks or two months from now, right? So I just think this is a great hack, a little time saver, um, and it could save you some future pain because now when a request comes in, if you wouldn't say yes to it tomorrow, then you're probably not going to want to say yes to it in the future. So that means it's probably a no. Listen, if there's one wish I always have for you, it's that you understand that every no you DJ out actually protects every yes you dream about. And if all of your dreams are collecting dust because they're sitting under a pile of yeses that really should be no's, well, no wonder you're not getting anything done. No wonder you feel disconnected from yourself and your purpose. No wonder you find yourself saying, why can't I, instead of how can I? You're too crowded by the noise of other people's priorities instead of your own. 
All right, so that's my little rant, my little smartless inspired rant as we walk into, step into, vibe into today's episode. And listen, my biggest hope for you is that you always continue to bravely set boundaries for yourself so that you can go build the life of your dreams, however that may look, because dreams look different for everyone. I mean, my dreams look different than yours and they should because I am different than you. And this is actually the most epic and perfect bridge into today's episode because today we're talking about writing talks that don't suck. (laughs) And I'm going to give you a five-part framework that yes, babe, I'm going to be teaching in detail in speaker school, which is officially opening the doors to get registered on May 8th. So if you're not on the wait list, get yourself on the wait list because we're going to open and pop off there two days early for our wait list fam with some extra special value ads. So if you want to get early access, get on the wait list. You can do that uh, in the show notes or just jump on over to Instagram and click the link in my bio. And if you're not on the gram, shoot me an email. Hello at judyholler.com. Say, babe, get me on the wait list and I'll put you on the wait list. Uh, But for now, I would highly recommend making sure you have a notebook handy in about five minutes because this shit is the real fucking deal. But first, we need to back up the bus, okay? Like beep, beep, beep. We're going to back it up. For way too long, specifically as a keynote speaker, I tried to fit myself or squeeze myself into this box to try and fit into this mold that I thought was what it looked like to be a keynote speaker. I thought I had to be corporate Barbie in order to get clients. Like if my website didn't look like all the other speakers, I'd never get noticed. Like if I wore sequin on stage, I'd never be taken seriously. Like if my demo video didn't look like everybody else's demo video, then I'd never get booked. Like if my slides didn't look like everybody else's slides, then the audience wouldn't get value, right? And honestly, it's all exhausting. And it's all a bunch of BS because honestly, it's all a bunch of BS. Filters, blue checks, manufactured preview videos, buying billboards, popularity contests, inflated revenue numbers, fake business statistics, ghost writers, and buying followers. Like even saying that I'm sweating all of it so we can dance around with balloons to let everyone know we've earned some sort of made up vanity metric that validates our business. I don't know. Listen, I have made so many mistakes and bought into so much bullshit over the years. And to be frank, I still do. Um, But yo, I'm exhausted and, and I'm tired. And what I've learned, what I've really learned over the years is that the best thing you can ever do for your business, your brand, and your life is be you. Like really be you. Who you are in your core, in your bones, because the second you start to tap into the internal superpower that only you have, because only you are you, you will then start writing your best speeches and bringing forth your best work. Okay. So if you want to know my OG secret... (laughs) to creating good work and writing dope speeches and keynotes that don't suck, first and foremost, you gotta be you. That is what makes your work original because you are the original. I want your personality, your stories, your style, right? Your perspective, your swagger. And P.S., 
the world is so crowded and so noisy and everybody is doing the same thing as everybody else. And to be frank, your job should be to run away from all that BS, right? To run away from where everyone else is going to change the game without anybody realizing you've changed the game because yo, when you can do that, you become unstoppable. Look, the second I really started relaxing into who I was, which (laughs) have you met me? That is hard for me. That is hard for me to relax, period. Um, but most certainly to relax, like really relax into who I am, right? Calling forth this internal disco ball that I know I am in my core. Like the second I started doing that, and this was pretty recent, you guys, uh, things really started happening and are starting to happen in a much more abundant and aligned way. I was just on a call with someone before I started to record for you. And she's like, don't you feel like you look at yourself now and go, oh, I thought I was playing big, but now, oh, I get it. This is big. Now I'm really playing big. You look back at what you thought was big, but really, were you dreaming big enough, right? Maybe it wasn't as big as you were born to be, right? Like on paper, I'm a keynote speaker. I'm an author. I'm a podcaster. I'm an entrepreneur, but in my soul, I'm a disco ball right? And this means that you'll likely be seeing many more disco balls around the halls of my brand as I continue to call forth what's been lying dormant in my soul as I awaken the sequin beast inside me. So I ask you, what's lying dormant in you? What Jedi ninja widget superpower do you have that you're sleeping on? What's your disco ball? It's funny. The team I'm working with these days, they call me uh, Jedi Judy, and I love it. It's so funny, and it's so true, but we talk about this a lot, like tapping into source, you know, like who you are in your bones and sort of calling that bravely forth, right? So before I share, um, you know, my five components of really writing a talk that doesn't suck. Let's land the plane on you being you because you could have the best algorithm, the best speech writing framework or coach in the world. But if you are faking it until you make it, it ain't going to work, right? So I really encourage you to spend some time answering and reflecting on these questions. Number one, where are you playing it safe? Like, where are you playing it safe in your life? and or in your business. Like, when was the last time you did something for the first time? I mean, just the other day, and I've been doing this a lot lately. Like, I went and swang on a swing, swung on a swung, swang on a swing. You know what I'm saying? Like, what was the last time you swung? You know, maybe you have kids, but you probably push your kids around. Like, when was the last time you went to a park and swang on a swing? It is too much fun. So like, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Like, what objects do you naturally gravitate to? Like for me, it's disco balls and sequin, right? Maybe for you, it's flowers or sunsets or palm trees or the landscape of a great hike. Like what do you, maybe you are attracted to math equations, right? Because that's how your brain works, right? Maybe you're attracted to chemistry or a certain color. Like what do you naturally gravitate to? What subjects, topics, or people light you the fuck up? right? What do people compliment you on all the time? What do you wish you could do that you aren't because you worry what others will think? What can you shamelessly take credit for? What do you do better? 
than most people. I mean, listen, in all of these questions, somewhere in your response lies the answer you've likely been looking for. Okay, so be you, step number one to writing a dope-ass keynote speech. Now, let's talk about the speech. At some point in your life, you're going to have to give a talk, whether it's a pitch, a sales presentation, or a keynote speech. And at some point, you're going to have to put together a presentation. Listen, this is why I'm creating Speaker School. You know, maybe you, like me, want to be a professional speaker. Like, that is your dream. You want to be on stage and figure out how to build a business of speaking professionally. Cool. Speaker school's for you. But maybe, maybe you have a business or a brand and you want to shine light on it. And you know that stepping on stage confidently is going to help you do that. Speaker school is for you. There are way too many people out there that don't understand contracts and logistics and audiovisual and, you know, pitching and selling and finding stages and prospecting and all of the things that goes into getting yourself on stage. This is what speaker school is all about, right? So uh, the speech is a big part of it. And we're going to spend a lot of time in speaker school talking about your speech. And personally, I do not write a talk without consulting the work of who I call my speech whisperer. Her name is Tamsin Webster. Shout out Tamsin. I'm linking up to her in the show notes. You, uh, can find her book. It's an epic book called Finding Your Red Thread in the show notes. And in this book, it's a must read if you want to write dope talks, specifically if you want to do a TED talk. Um, It's all about how to make your big idea irresistible. And I mean, who doesn't want to make their big idea irresistible? Tamsin believes that great ideas aren't found. They're built. She believes that your product, your brand, your business, your idea, your speech all of it has a red thread, okay? It's the mental path you take to make sense of your idea. And if you want your idea to inspire action, which is what we're doing when we're selling anything. So whether you want to be a speaker or not, like we want to inspire people to action because you probably work for a living, right? So whether you're selling hotel rooms or you're selling jackets or you're selling yourself, like you're wanting to inspire people to action. So if you want to do this and you want to help people make real lasting change, it has to make sense to other people and not just yourself, okay? So Tamsin teaches this five-part algorithm called finding your red thread. And I'm going to walk you through it, okay? It begins with number one, you've got to establish a goal. (laughs) The action of a story begins when we discover what someone really wants, like really wants. There are so many times we just jump into creating something and we're not thinking about what someone really wants. So number one, you've got to establish the goal, okay? Number two, we have to introduce a problem that someone doesn't know they have. And guys, I'm going to give you an example from my signature keynote, Everyday Improviser, after I walk you through this. But you introduce a problem that someone doesn't know they have. This creates, according to Tamsin, conflict. It's the rub, right? Which is the engine of all action. When we have a rub, we're like, oh shit, I need to do something. Like I'm in debt. Ooh, I got to get out of it. Ooh, I am, uh, I had a big health scare. I got to figure out how to fix this and I got to get healthy, right? You know, my husband's going to leave me. Okay. I've got to make a change in order to save my relationship. So we introduce a problem that someone doesn't know they have, right? And it creates conflict, which drives action. Then number three, we discover a truth that makes inaction impossible because it puts our goal 
in jeopardy. This is commonly referred to as the, quote, moment of truth. I know you know it. We've all had the moment of truth, right? The doctor says, ma'am, we have a problem. The husband says, I'm going to divorce you. The bank is like, we're cutting off your credit cards, right? Like this is the dun, 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 the moment of truth. And it makes an action impossible. Then number four, we decide to change. This is what happens as a result of the truth and determines whether or not the ending is happy, right? And then last, we turn that change into action, which is what someone does to make the change real. So goal, problem, truth, change, action, that is the algorithm of writing a talk that does not suck. So let me give you an example. From my current keynote, Everyday Improviser, and by the way, if you sign up for speaker school, well, you're going to pay and you're going to get lifetime access, just so you know. So anytime I go in, when I make updates or add content or bring new modules on, like you will have it for the rest of your life. You will pay once and have access to it every single time I add new shit to the course. So um, that's number one. And number two, um, I am actually going to give you video of my signature (laughs) trademarked keynote, Everyday Improviser. I'm going to give it to you via video and I'm going to teach through it. And I'm going to walk you through it step with step-by-step instruction on how I use this framework and more to build it out. So you can see me like in speaker school, I will teach you what I do and the framework I use to build my talks. And then I'll walk you through it live. So you can see step by step, yo, 10 years ago, I would have killed for this shit. So I'm giving it to you, babe. Um, but let me walk you through. So goal, problem, truth, change, action. So my goal in my signature keynote, everyday improviser is that I want to help people fear, fear less. I don't want them to be fearless. I want to help them fear, fear less. The problem, see, the problem is we think we need to be fearless. But fearless is actually just fearing fear less, which makes you brave. The truth, the truth (laughs) is that you're already doing brave shit every day and living to talk about it right? You're already doing hard things every day, brave things every day. The change, okay, well, we're already doing it. We've been reminded of that. Well, this just means I need to build my tolerance for pain. We need to build our fear tolerance by experimenting with fear every day on purpose. In my keynote, this is the key note. And then the action, the action that I propose to the audience to make it real is that they need to conduct daily fear experiments, which is the big unique idea that makes the change I'm asking real, right? Like get uncomfortable every day on purpose, right? And then I pour rocket fuel onto all of that by infusing me and my personality and my superpowers and my stories. And yes, even my sequence suits into the the slides and the actual performance. Okay. And to take it a step further in speaker school, I'm even going to give you the handout. It's the $10,000 speech writing framework I bought from Tamsin Webster in working with her over the years that she has given me permission to share with you. It is called the conversational case. It is a trademarked uh, process I move through and I will pour rocket fuel onto everything I just shared by giving that to you in speaker school as well. So really you're going to come out of speaker school 
with a lot of resources. But even if you're not interested in speaker school, you're going to have to present or pitch or do something in your life that requires you to present. So are you thinking thoughtfully about the goal, the problem, the truth, the change, and the action? That's the algorithm. And you pour rocket fuel onto it, babe, with you, yourself, your swagger, and your stories. Okay, so I hope you loved today's episode as much as I loved making it for you and recording it for you and writing it for you. It's my favorite. Listen, I see you. I mean, I can't actually physically see you right now, but I feel you. I know you're here. I read your reviews. I see your tags on the Instagram. I get your DMs and I live for your referrals. So thank you. And please know I I see you and I'm so glad you're here. The gift of your earbuds is a privilege. So it's an honor to create dope things for you on the daily, like every episode of this show. So I don't take that assignment lightly. And I I just wanted you to know that. All right. So if you are listening to this episode right now, babe, we are about to take a rocket ship ride into a new universe. And I ask you to buckle up, babe, because it is going to be good. We'll see you next week right here on Yes And. Peace. Peace.